This is Against All Enemies, a show about threats to American democracy. Political violence is on the rise. An alarming percentage of Americans believe they may have to take up arms against their neighbors. Some are already doing so. Against All Enemies highlights the activities of extremist organizations and their enablers. Our goal is to educate, not to alarm. The threats are real. But if we know what we are up against, together we can beat them. The most powerful Republican in the country, the man who is second in line to the presidency as I speak to you tonight, Speaker of the House Mike Johnson, made a shocking announcement today about the release of raw footage from inside the Capitol on January 6th. House Republicans trust the American people to draw their own conclusions. We should not, they should not be dictated by some narrative and accept that as fact. So they can review the tapes themselves. Uh, we're going through a methodical process of releasing them as quickly as we can. As you know, we have to blur some of the faces of persons who uh, participated in, in, uh, in the events of that day because we don't want them to be retaliated against and, uh, and, and, and to be charged by the DOJ and, and to have other uh, you know, concerns and problems. You get all that? A lot to unpack here. First, to be clear, when Johnson says Republicans trust the American people to draw their own conclusions and not just be spoon-fed a narrative about January 6th, he is quite explicitly feeding the conspiracy theories, right? The, the people that want this footage released by House Republicans want it released because they want to find the hidden federal agents. So the intended audience understands that message loud and clear. But even more unbelievable is the open admission in front of cameras set out loud to the nation that House Republicans, the senior House Republican, is actively running cover for criminal insurrectionists. People who, in full view of the public, with no expectation of privacy in the nation's capital, stormed said capital, in some cases assaulting police officers, and attempted a violent coup. But we can't show their faces because the fuzz might get them. It's Ken Harbaugh with Against All Enemies on the Midas Touch Network. There has been a ton of media coverage about Speaker Johnson's extraordinary comments regarding blurring the faces of insurrectionists. Chris Hayes and others have done a great job at calling out the blatant hypocrisy of a party that claims to support law and order but is now running cover for people who assaulted police officers. One aspect of this that is missing, though, is the effect this betrayal has had on those who defended the Capitol that day. I wanted to share part of my conversation with Aquilino Ganell, who was there on the front lines defending the Capitol and who was badly beaten by the rioters. He now feels, and rightly so, that Republicans like Mike Johnson have stabbed him in the back. My full interview with Sergeant Ganell will be out in a few weeks on January 6th, but I wanted to share this part now, especially because Sergeant Ganell discusses an issue I care deeply about, moral injury. He opens up about what it feels like to have risked one's life for people like Mike Johnson who now mock that sacrifice. Here's part of our conversation. The full interview comes out soon. You talked about moral injury, and I think that is such an important concept for our viewers to, to understand. We've talked about it before on the show, but it's, it's distinct from PTSD, and there's often an element of betrayal involved. Can you talk about how insidious that kind of moral injury is and, and what it feels like to have been 
essentially betrayed by the people you risked your lives for? When I joined the military, I knew the danger of risking my life to protect many people in this country. When I raised my hand again to become a police officer, I did that again willingly uh, as a police officer. And there are certain dangers that are inherent within the profession. I was willing to take it, and I did. And that's what I thought I was doing on January 6th. When I risked my life, I could have just as easily walk away from that door, that entrance, like many of the right-wing conspiracy theorists say that, you know, many officers did. I didn't. I stayed on my post. I stayed for four hours and a half, battling or more, uh, the mob, both outside in the plaza, on the west front, and inside the tunnel. And then we stay over, um, checking uh, and securing the building throughout the day. I got to the Capitol at 6.10 that day on January 6th. Yeah, I didn't go home until January 7th at 4 a.m. to be back at the Capitol at 8 o'clock and do another 16, 18 hours and did that for three days. You know, when I risked my life, I wasn't thinking about who am I protecting, whether they're Democrat, Republican, independent, gay, straight, religious or non-religious. I was doing it because it was my sworn oath. It, it was my duty. I kept my oath. I did my job. I did what I was supposed to. I defended the capital. I defended our democracy. I defended my colleagues. I defended my wife's future, my kid's future, and my own. And even if that meant risking my life, I was willing to do that, you know? And now you have people that says nothing happened to Capitol. Or uh, let me release this video, this clip, which selectively picks, you know, three seconds or three minutes of quietness out of what? How many hours of fighting? Are you talking about the beginning or the end when people are being rushed out and people look like they are, haven't done anything? But what about the fighting? When the new speaker of the house, Mike Johnson, releases those, those videos, I bet you he's not releasing the picture of him running away. I bet you he's not releasing his call, uh, the pictures or the videos of him and his colleague being escorted by Capitol Police with the mob close by, you know, that's so disingenuine. That's, that's, that's so disrespectful and are desecrating the sacrifices, the officers like, uh, like we had, we did on, on that day and desecrating the sacrifices that of those officers who die as a result of January 6th. Thanks for listening, everyone. I've got a quick break here, but I need a favor first. Shows like this depend on your support. Please, if you can spare five seconds, click the link to the podcast version of the show below and leave us a five-star review. It really does help. Thanks. Everything that we did in that day has been squandered by the right wing and the elected officials from, from the Republican side. And yet they... They go on TV and say, we support the police. How? How are you supporting the police if you're not even willing to do an investigation 
into what happened on January 6th. And many of the members, their own members, went to the White House, uh, according to reports, to plan about that day. But yet, you had Jim Jordan defying subpoenas and issuing subpoena, demanding records when he himself is a material, material witness of the event on January 6th. And there are others who were at the Capitol in that meeting with Mike Flynn, Rudy Giuliani, and a whole bunch of people that, you know, they plan and coordinated some of these things. But they are the party of rule of law, law and order. Hmm, okay, I believe it. Send me, send me another bridge and I believe you. But um, I do speak about Lanford, about, about the moral injury. I risk my life for these individuals. Um, I wish it would have been different. Um, kind of like 9-11, after 9-11, we all came together. We, we were resolute. We knew who uh, attacked us and we went after. Uh, the difference is um, on January 6th, they knew who was responsible and they chose a side, to side with the person who sent them out to attack them attack a branch of his own government. And Bin Laden was never found to be um, inside those planes, but we indicted him. We indicted him and he paid a price for sending those people to blow up the, the planes inside the World Trade Center. I think we know who sent the mob to the Capitol. And I think we know who's responsible. You don't have to fly, fly the plane in order for you to, to be the captain and the orchestrator of that, those plans. Um, and we all know that. They know that. And yet that person is the one that they, they are um, supporting to become a, a nominee, to become a candidate again to do the job that he didn't want to do in the first place. Um, I think, I don't know if we'll survive another uh, January 6th. I don't know if we will survive another term because the minute that he gets back in power, he will say that the last four years that he was in power didn't count and therefore he need a mulligan and he's gonna try to do away with the uh, term limits, kind of like what uh, many authoritarian regimes overseas have done, like King, uh, King Xi Jinping, uh, Putin, uh, and, and uh, Erdogan, all these people, they had do away with term limits just to remain in power. And I think, uh, I hope people do realize that uh, many people sacrifice uh, done many sacrifices to to make this country great uh, it's not easy i don't know I, I don't understand why so many veterans and police officers do support this guy um when he calls the veterans like myself like uh, any any veterans uh losers and suckers and somebody who never don't have, has not shown any respect for the the bravery of being a soldier, the selflessness of being a soldier. Um, he doesn't even want to see them injured 
or wounded, but yet that's the person that they want to to be their champion. Uh, the person who's running on nothing else but January 6th and 2020 election. But they tell me and my colleagues to move on when their candidate is running just on that alone. Uh, three weeks ago, he calls them hostages. Hostages? Who am I then? The, the captor? Um, the sequester? The carrier? The bad guy? We did our job. We kept our oath. And nobody else was authorized to be in the Capitol but the elected officials, the police, the media, and their staff. Nobody else in January 6 was authorized to be there. And it wasn't peaceful. Show the whole damn clip. All the videos, including the elected officials running for their lives. It wasn't peaceful. They got to go home. We, we didn't. We had to stay. We had to remain on post. There were violence. It was violence. And people need to understand that. And, and I think, I hope that you are able to read my book, see the sacrifices that I had done for this country, for this nation. Uh, it, it's not just about January 6th. It's a story about sacrifices and bravery. Um, and if you can, please also review it. Share with your colleagues and friends. Um, I think you will have a better, will have a better understanding of where I'm coming from and the things that I had done for this great country. Thank you.